0: Welcome to the very first episode of Connected. I'm Nick Mataragas. I'm one of the assistant directors at Side Street Studio Arts. And um, this is just a little introduction to the show because, well, it's the first episode, so you kind of need an introduction, right? So Connected is a show where uh, the directors, uh, myself included, will be interviewing people involved in the arts community, whether it's local to Elgin, which is where Side Street Studio Arts is located, or the Chicagoland area or the nation, or maybe even worldwide. Um, But the point is, is that we have all of these voices out there uh, that people can hear and should be able to hear. Because when you listen to all these people talk about the arts and what they do and who they are and their lives, it helps us realize that we are all connected in that way, which is why we call it connected. This first interview is is one that I did, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Thanks. Hey everyone, I'm Nick Mataragas and welcome to Connected, uh, the Side Street Studio Arts podcast where members of Side Street Studio Arts, like myself, uh, talk to people in the arts community. Uh, This is actually my first interview in the series and I'm interviewing Andrew and Tony Masai. Did I say that right? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, They run Cairo Ale House in West Chicago. Um, And if you don't know Cairo, uh, it is, um, well... When it's not 2020, it is a huge venue for a lot of local musicians and performers and comedians, and they've done some really crazy cool stuff over the, over the course of the years. Uh, welcome, guys. Thanks for having me. And
1: thanks for saying all those nice things.
0: Well, I mean, they're I all true
1: things. that way. It's very weird, like, the way you did Like, wait, wait, no. No, wait, what? That's not us. Is that us? <laughs> Tony, that's us. We did that.
2: We're part of a team that did that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're the, you're the two that I've met, so um, that's <laughs> that's kind of how I was like, oh, I need to talk to Tony and Andrew when we talked about this podcast. Um, so how did how did Cairo come to be? Because I'm just curious about that.
2: Uh, truthfully, hmm? um, I think I just had like, like a weirdly long late night and just kind of daydreamed. I might yeah, may or may not have insane. been on the influence of alcohol and just kind of had like a I don't know just one of those crystallizing moments where it's like I, we need to open something and at the time like I was kind of like I, I believe like the hookah bars were kind of like just popping up it was like 2004 and like uh you know a white friend of mine introduced me to something of my culture that I had no idea about and it shows just how Egyptian I really really am um, <laughs> And then I thought, okay, hookah bars, those are popping up. But we could do hookah bar in a different way. We could do it in a musically driven kind of way. And that's where Andrew and his friends um,
1: really stepped in. Uh, you know, like I was throwing parties at that time, and we we're throwing weird, like underground parties. We threw a bunch of shows over at the Wheaton Grand and stuff. And we're talking back and forth. And me and my friends were like, you know, me and Tony were talking more about this idea one night at Steak and Shake, and we're like right at that stake and shake at the intersection that we were at, we we're sitting there just having conversations about doing it all stoned out. So here You're we are that now it's
2: 2020.
0: Yeah.
1: So here we are.
0: That's, that's <laughs> wild. Um, did, did you expect it to kind of become what it has? I mean, like, I, I think it's interesting because like it, it's, there are multiple communities that, that, call Cairo home. And it's like, like, I know it more through the standup community because I, I work, I, I don't do standup, but I'm, I'm, I work in comedy. And so I, I, a lot of people in standup talk about Cairo, but you also have lots of music and other performing arts going on there as well. So it, it, did you expect to have this whole spectrum happening?
2: You know, the spectrum happened gradually. And over time, we've been open for over 15 years and different communities over the years have kind of planted their flag and, you know different music tastes wane and get popular and you know we were really big on the punk scene early on and then the punk scene gave way to like to hip-hop and more just heavy and all the cores like hardcore like metalcore like that i don't even know how things become core but like you know uh noise core <laughs> uh there was a strong while where we had an open mic that uh was really kind of what our main night of the week was we were living for sundays um and through that came the comedy um like the, the, the comedy scene was buried deep into the womb i guess <laughs> of our timeline uh and and that that's where comedy became started off with uh like a just a core group of friends that started making like started their own collective and their own, their own company uh, called uh, AOK. And uh, they started doing shows everywhere um, from there. Uh, so oh, dude, there's been a line
1: of people though, that uh, was a part of the comedy scene. Like the open mics way back when, uh, remember the uh, EBC and all those days where it's like, by the way, EBC was named after the West Baptist Bureau. You know, that the uh, Baptist Church, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So okay. they thought it was funny to call it the Eastboro Baptist Church, and they made a thing out
0: of it. nice.
1: Um, it became uh, fairly popular around then. Uh, what's actually really in- interesting, uh, at this uh, point of our lives is how many different oasis babies there are. Oh, god, like, we were talking about it the other day. There's just like a lot of babies of the people that you know. A lot, lot, um, lot of people, I think we have
2: a good ratio of people made compared to people who have died. I've yeah. thought the, race, like, <laughs> the ratio is positive. Yeah, that's what you want. When you think about a business, you know, that's what you're aiming at.
0: You, you think we, about making more people than than eliminating more you want, people.
1: You want a good ratio. Yeah, right. It's positive. like, ah, oh, they died. But there was twins born over here. So, yay. <laughs>
0: that's 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 hilarious and dark but also cool um so we're coming into 2020 here and uh actually i should tell a little bit of a story because um we met because uh my production company was going to do a couple of shows at cairo um that we were planning for in march of 2020 and then everything happened um but it was very interesting talking to you guys because your dynamic is so so like back and forth your your dynamic is very different um like andrew you're very like very spontaneous and kind of like throwing everything on the wall and it's very interesting and and tony you're kind of like yeah we'll, we'll uh we're gonna figure it out we'll make it work um how does how does that work between the two of you? Uh, does that generally you clash a lot or do you like?
2: No, we always get along. We never fight. We're, we see eye to eye on all things. We don't get petty. Uh, you know, we've never stormed off on each other. And, you know, had several days never of-
1: fought in the parking lot. We never uh, screamed obscenities nope. at, in front of everyone. Um, that's never happened. It's ever. a full house once you guys leave. <laughs> you know, like there might be
2: some conflict but then there's going to be a resolution at the end of the 20 minute episode always
1: so Tony Dan Saget.
0: so do you think so do you think that's a part of the reason that that works is because of the fact that your family like is that does that make it easier or harder or
2: both, both. like both. we're like if Andrew was just some dude I'm sure me and him and our blowout would have been something that we would have like separated from a long time ago, but uh, we're, you know, we were brought up with a family that, you know, just even if we're battling and fighting each other, like we will come back from it. Like, just, just no way around it. Like, you know, you're eventually going to get over whatever happened. And, um you know, like you I don't want to classify all Egyptians a certain way and paint with a really wide brush. Uh, but I don't know if it's just angry blood or everything about that C makes you like just like really gesturey or whatever but uh but yeah uh you know we're not both i mean like he you know we have flare-ups and temperaments and we say things we don't mean you know because of those emotions we have uh grudges we're people you know and and yeah like so but yeah me and andrew do have like a like me and him do, are, are the engine um, to keep things going and keep the buttons pressed. Um, Andrew is way more social than I am. Like I see him do things and like 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 <laughs> talk to people in ways that like, I would be like, I can't do that. I'm not gonna do that. I don't, he could tell, he could talk to somebody and like, you know, make them feel like a million bucks. And these gives you real low life pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I just I can't do it. Andrew can do it with a smile on his face, get done with the conversation, look at me in the eye, and be like, "That guy was a real piece of shit." <laughs> but he's but we have this deal now worked out, you know. Mm-hmm. um And and some and it pays dividends having different personalities, where um you know the stuff that like his personality brings in, you know, different connections and. Like he attracts different people than I attract and like, you know, it, it, it works.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's a good way to put it. I think you need that, that, that balance of, of both of those kind of energies. And I think you guys do that very well. Um, you, you mentioned a couple of times your Egyptian heritage. Um, uh, it's, I find that interesting. You talk about family and then kind of the, the energy and, and emotion. Cause I find that can be, uh, uh, very similar to uh, Greek people who uh, are on the Northern part of the Mediterranean. In fact, that seems to be something associated with a lot of Mediterranean cultures.
2: That, that sea pisses you off. That's what
0: yeah. it is. Yeah. It is- yeah. Like,
2: yeah. Ha-
0: having grown up Greek, I-, I totally get what you guys are talking about, about like, yeah, you're going to fight. You're going to scream. You might throw stuff, but then eventually you're like, well, they're family, you know, yeah, you right.
1: might go further. Like there might be stabbing someone, setting uh, someone else on fire, Breaking into each other's cars in the middle of the night. Memories. (laughs) I didn't. We didn't do all those
2: things, but the fire thing definitely (laughs) happened. (laughs) Nice. Getting a boat. What was that? A boat. A boat. boat. Oh. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. Move past it. Move past. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Now, one of the things that uh, I know you guys were doing long before anyone else um, was was starting to stream shows like you were streaming already uh, shows. And so kind of did that like when stuff started shutting down and you could still kind of stream some stuff, did that feel like, hey, we already have the infrastructure for this? This is awesome. Or was it still kind of like.
2: I, for the record, was kind of like eh about it. Because, like, it felt like parts of the shows and doing the things online um, and, and, and bringing the content online, it felt like um, it would be a lot of work. And I wasn't sure what the payoff, I guess, of it all would be. If, like, the viewership would be there. And, like, if genuinely, like, because it almost felt like too many people were just doing live events. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um the production that we had over the summer was part of a team. And, you know, with Andrew's background and video, um, you know, the team was able to bring in the pieces that we needed to put up quality content. And, um, and I don't know, we, with the place being closed, like you, at side street, like saying that you guys are just going to keep doing something. You have, you're just like, yeah, you know,
1: what else was there to do, really? You know, there's elements of it that while we were beginning to do them, um, especially there's this uh, one day that we didn't have, like, anything planned out or everything that we had planned out just all went to shit, and we had everything ready to go. So we just said, fuck it, we did it anyways. And I had this buddy of ours, Garrett, showed up. And he played guitar. And we just put this dude, this poor dude, we put him, we, we threw him through the mud because he had no idea what we were going to do. We just sang a bunch of songs. We had like a bunch of people just uh, manning the phones, which was actually more manning the, uh, uh, what's it called? The tell-a-thon part of it, um, Aubrey and all them. And like it ended up with us having our own little like sing out at the end. And that was probably the most like rewarding night that we've had, that I've had all COVID. Uh, There's a bunch of other ones where, like, as we were going, it just, uh, we threw the outdoor festival thing, and that got really wild, where we had, like, a bunch of people uh, doing the outdoor thing while we were, like, outside, so we turned the inside into the streaming hall, and there was an outdoor watching party in the parking lot, and that turned pretty rad. Um, so people are able to come out and watch the stupid shenanigans we were doing inside. Um, yeah, there, there's parts of this summer that I don't think we're ever going to forget.
0: That's awesome. I think that's the coolest thing. Like you're building some really amazing memories through uh, a time that's a challenge. And I think that says something about art and creation is the fact that it helps create those bright spots and sometimes some dark times.
2: I genuinely don't know how I would have been throughout the summer, honestly, without Cairo. It's like with uh, the separation, lack of things to do. It made it really easy to kind of make Cairo again the singular focus of like what you did that day, and like just, I mean, especially with like the like with the virus still and with the information still kind of coming out of what is acceptable, what's not acceptable, the amount of people that you can have in the building. You know, or not like how many people you can have outside. And then seeing all the very different restaurants and venues and different establishments in your environment doing very different things as far as what information is acceptable, what's not acceptable, how many people is okay, do we listen to the government, do we not listen to the government? You know, like it, everything was it like the, this, this summer is never, ever, 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 ever going to be forgotten. Like it just won't be. It's one of those summers that we're gonna tell you we're gonna tell grandkids about where like you know everything shut down. There was an orange guy yep, like pretending it wasn't happening and uh <laughs> and uh yeah, I don't care. I think it's pretty obvious with the dreads, but <laughs> <laughs> how I feel, but <laughs> but uh but yeah. Um I won't I won't forget this summer.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean. That's a great point. I mean, no matter what, what happened, like what good or bad happened, it's it's a moment in history that will forever be remembered and something that's shared for sure. That totally makes sense. Now you, you, you mentioned kind of a little bit that, you know, you guys had people on the phones, like, you know, take, you had right away, right at the beginning of the shutdown, you had a huge outpouring of support from, from the communities trying to keep yeah. you guys going. What was that like?
2: Well, me and Andrew and the family, like at the very beginning of it all decided that there was just no path moving forward, you know, especially with the, the way that the initial lockdown, um, literally locked down every aspect of life. Um, it, it really just was like, well, like literally you just can't do the thing that you're doing. And like, you've always been doing, and there's just no way forward. And like, you we couldn't foresee any like scenario where like, you can have a sizable amount of people, you know, doing anything in that building to justify its existence. It's as it was, we had thrown the towel, um, but, and decided that we were probably gonna have to close. And then 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 the community came in out of nowhere. And honestly, like, you know, we have, uh, you know, a few very specific people to have to thank for that. Uh, you know, Matt Christensen, Joe and Brian from swap offers and um, you know helping kind of organize kind of what what that group you know that GoFundMe was Um, and uh, but the you know the community came in out of nowhere like it was way more successful and like it showed it 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 wasn't even just from a financial perspective it was like we I think all of us took um, music for granted you know parties being out being out and like you know the small things that you didn't realize that were could be things that could be taken away from you by a virus and by you know like by the world um i think everybody like <laughs> like the the world all of a sudden got really sensitive about music and um scared that you know their favorite places their those iconic places that they've been always going to genuinely could just disappear and um it was nice seeing people care.
0: It really was. It was, it was beautiful. I mean, seeing it happening on Facebook and just the out, like the outpouring of support was kind of a magical thing at a time when really that was needed. Um, So you guys made it through summer and now we're kind of in another kind of shutdown. Um, How's that? How's that going? Is that something you guys are okay? Like, or if it to a paper it. bag
1: there For a minute right as soon as we had to Cancel a bunch of the shows that we had uh, Like total we've probably Canceled about 58 shows Entirely So cancelled postponed whatever you want to call Them at this point mm-hmm. and It turned into a nightmare every one of those Shows you put so much Time and effort to make those shows happen you know Like as a promoter and producer yourself you get it It's like all these man hours goes into these, like, productions that we're hoping goes into this, like, amazing, you know, like, strives. Like, these memories that these people are going to have forever. And that's what we're trying to build, like, when we throw events and, like, when we have these moments. at ha- Because that's what we remember as a species is our interactions with each other. Crafting those takes time and effort. Making people remember. Like, people bring up the proms that we threw way back when. People still bring them up. People bring up stupid, like, nerf parties and, you know, like, uh, parties and like the belly dancers from way back when, or like the acoustic nights, people bring up the first night we've ever opened. So every last time we have to cancel a show or an event, it's like, imagine 10 years from now, like the repercussions of what the social interactions at this moment is going to be like, like, you know, everything has a lasting effect and the, you know, least amount of time we put into like actually socializing, the less likely we're going to be able to do it properly later. It's just kind of how it goes. It's it's sad, but, you know, oh, yeah, or man. if a virus, it's kind of like your back is against the wall. So what do you do? What's the proper etiquette here? And I think that's the main thing that we all kind of collectively wish was better is like, I wish we had better leaders to tell us like, you know, I don't know. I guess that goes into a philosophy thing, but, you know, <laughs>
0: Sure.
1: Life, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but you you make a good point, and that's that is. It's the hard part. Is like, how do we recover? How do we change? And what is everything going to look like after? Like, it's not going to be the same. It's not. I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, uh, even Side Street. You know, we're talking about we've obviously adapted some stuff to to be more virtual, but it's like that stuff's not going away we're not going to stop doing the things that we started doing just because we can meet in person again as well. Um, So do you think like once things have, do you have like a vision for what it's going to be like, or?
2: I I just sort of have like phantoms of what I think the world's going to look like. I think that it all depends on the effectiveness of the vaccine, but as we've seen when it comes down to uh, like people, my age and like people younger than us, it's like, you know, kind of when you put the flag out there that things are back to normal. Like, um, I I, I see a swelling, I see an ache, I see a real hunger um, for normalcy and that people are gonna just like, they're gonna be so starved, there's gonna be this initial wave. Um, but then there might be a hesitation to get back out there, but that all depends on like, you know, just comfort levels on what this vaccine is, what it isn't and like just how safe really, really is it? But um, I do think that you know we're going to enter a. You know, I mean, we're it's, we're entering an unknown of like, uh, of of appre- appreciation of where you're at. Like when you watch movies now of like people in like really crowded, you know, stands, concerts, Woodstock, or whatever, people just all glob together, you know, and that used to just be normal. Um, I think, but it it was normal, but also just like taken for granted and you didn't realize you had taken it for granted. And now you have an entire like culture of people who are very aware that this is like, okay, I I could see we could lose this and and they might find it more special and might might find more value in it. And uh, I don't know. We don't know what music trends are going to be the
0: big thing out there next time that
2: this gets back together.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean... COVID may have forever changed the mosh pit Who knows? <laughs> and the cuddle puddle. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so even though Cairo is dark right now, um, I, you guys are creative people, you, you know, uh, are there other things you're kind of working on that you're like, Hey, I'm going to take this time to create something or do something.
2: Well, I'm working on a um, ukulele DMX. Um, that you had more than
0: that. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got time. You can keep working on it.
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, I just got back from Pennsylvania. We've been doing some shooting stuff, getting back to doing the video work type of stuff or, you know, Chicago Amp style stuff. So that's been pretty fun. Uh, we've done a bunch of photos. Sh- Chicago Amp. Chicago Amp. Let's talk about Chicago Amp for a little bit because, you know. So this was a band of ours, a good friend of ours, Davey D, he's uh, a little nuts, but amazing at the same time. We did then, did a little soap commercial for these guys and that was pretty dope.
2: That's actually me, but
0: like a photo filter.
1: It was a Snapchat one.
0: I wasn't sure, but I thought it might be.
1: Yeah. I'm looking for the best pictures of Tony ever. (laughs) Dire. Got it. Nailed it. Beautiful. That's Toph from Avatar. How does it look on uh, the world over there? Looks gorgeous. It, I look good. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: Look at him. <laughs> this is quality content. Is what this is.
0: Oh boy. Uh, very cool stuff. So um, other stuff
2: that we're working baby. on like Cairo. It's like. We we know that the video element is going to still be there. Um, I think that um, we're going to be getting back into our food routes soon, um, or aiming really really soon to get back to just being open as at least a kitchen. Um, I think that uh, I don't know. Like I I we have we have plans in place um, and kind of bigger plans uh, for what Cairo can be um, moving forward. Um, we might be thinking about another location.
0: Okay. Maybe opening another one. Well, I mean, and that's, you know, as sad as like talking about venues and places closing, that's one thing that leads to is opportunity for other things to come up and build. So, um, I mean, that totally makes sense. Um but- it, it
2: it depends on a lot of factors. We're still weighing things out. Amount of energy that me and Andrew have on mostly free time too. Like how much actual free time do we have to executing this? Because like you do need to be there. <laughs> like me and yeah. Andrew do need to be there. Like a lot. Like you can trust like you trust a lot of people to do a lot of things, but like sometimes when you're just connecting the dots for like an event, it's like there's certain dots you didn't anticipate that you needed to be there to connect. So sure. sense.
0: And that always makes me think of the, uh, that and talking about uh, you were talking earlier about the the event where things were not fully hashed out and how amazing that was. It, it's something I always talk about as a producer to people. I'm like, you know, something is going to go wrong. You just have to be ready for it because it's going to be, and you're not going to know what it is until it happens. Yeah. And, and oh. I, I think that's something that people that don't produce or don't create like stuff like that, they don't necessarily understand that. Uh, What you're seeing is, is something that is never perfect because something has always happened and somehow they've, the people have stitched it back together in some way.
2: Yeah. And when a, when a gray show is pulled off, like you never hear about the, like you never hear about the background of how it got there, you know, Mm. like when something works, you don't think about it, you know, like uh, it's a Taoist philosophy, but you know. Yeah, nobody gives the guy at the water department a lot of like credit for making sure that the water still shows up. You know, you don't think about him, you know, you just don't because he's doing his job. Right.
1: Right. I just went to Billy Madison and Waterboy in my head. Like, you know, Adam <laughs> Sanders like, or Adam, uh, what's his name? Just because it's like the water boy, you gotta stay the water boy, you know, like the water boy. Is it bad if I like make an impression of the water boy thing? Is that dated? Does that show my age? Dated. Probably shows my age, doesn't it? it does. You're old. We're old. probably a ah, little old. We've it's, been doing this for almost like 15 years now, dude. 15 years.
0: Wow. You guys are, the, you guys are veterans at this point. That's, that, that's veteran status right there.
2: I, I wonder if I can apply
0: for that discount. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a different kind of veteran, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Awesome. Well, um, do you guys have social media that people can follow you on or anything like that?
2: Yeah, uh, Facebook, Cairo uh, just type in Cairo Alehouse in the search bar. Um,
1: so type in C A I R very helpful
2: H you S. You're gonna commit it, huh? You're doubling down. C O M. This is what I'm working with.
0: Beautiful. (laughs) I I think everyone got all the letters. I hope. Uh, um, If not, it was (laughs) CairoAlehouse.com. I didn't misspell it. I hope I didn't misspell it. (laughs) I don't. I don't think he misspelled it. I think he got it all.
2: We had problems trying to spell .com. (laughs) Okay. O T. (laughs) Wait. Okay. Okay. But you no know, I Facebook, you know, just find Kyro Oil House. We have an Instagram that we hardly use enough. But we probably should be more on. Tony has a fans
1: only at this point. Um it's dreadlock <laughs> No perfect.
0: Perfect. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Andrew and Tony. It has been an amazing time talking to you guys and I, I hope nothing but more success for you guys. Thank you Thank you
1: you for the ego, Phil. We love you. And we want to do something more on stage. I want you acting more. We want to do acting stuff. We should do shooting stuff soon. Oh, for sure.
2: Also check out Cairo house in 2021. We're opening a Cajun themed mini golf and pirate go-kart ring. It's going to be on the roof.
1: It's going to be nuts. That sounds fantastic. He promised me jet ski, so we're going to do a moat, but that will probably come in 22. The moats, we're still in the cup. All right. All right.